previously on WandaVision. Ooh, baby, episode eight. We are going on a stroll down memory lane. It's very exciting, this episode. I love seeing all the fill-ins, and I can't wait to dive in. Let's do it. Welcome to the Ex-Wife Podcast. I'm Alicia. And I'm Justin. And today we are talking about episode eight of WandaVision. So here's your spoiler warning. Get out of here while you still can. (laughs) Agatha. Starts our ish, our episode. Agatha. And her backstory, her her Salem witch trial backstory, which is kind of comic accurate, except for the fact that it's a trial by witches. Yeah, that was really interesting to me because you don't normally see that. You normally see trial by people. Right. So in her comic backstory, she is on trial as part of the Salem witch trials, but not by coven of witches. Yeah. And it's crazy the way that... She just absorbs all of their power Mm -hmm. and then just like shoots it back at them. And not only is she like killing them, but she's aging them. Yeah. I think they really are doubling down on this. How do we recontextualize Agatha as a potential bad guy, as Mm. a potential villain for this story, right? To, To really give her the purple magic that is of other historical Disney witch Mm. villains. You know, we saw the artwork that was of Snow White where it looked like Agatha and and Wanda was Snow White and the Vision's head. Yeah. Yeah. Villain villain colors in Disney are usually purple and green. Yeah. So that's interesting. And that just... In the comics, she's usually like a friend or a mentor of Wanda. Yeah. So she's never really been contextualized as a villain. Mm -hmm. She is... A witch, so take that as you will. But she's working with and for heroes. You know, she was introduced as the nanny of Franklin Richards, Sue and Reed's son. Yep. And comes to Wanda's aid in helping her progress in her magic and also in helping her deal with some of the trauma that she goes through and, and in dealing with her relationship to her her quote-unquote children. And I feel like in some ways she's still doing that. She's still helping Wanda deal with her trauma, but she's doing it, it seems like... To serve her own... To serve her own purpose. Like, yeah. She's like, okay, the only way I'm going to get the answers to how you... Because that's basically what she wants to know is she, how did you do this, She's Wanda? jealous of Wanda's because power. I want to do it. Like, and I thought I was the most powerful. So the only way she gets that answer is if Wanda can remember what's you know, going on. We see her three or 400 years ago starting this journey of dark magic starting this journey aged but not much right (laughs) starting this journey on what she wants to be able to do you stole magic that was above your age and station i love the way she says that she didn't break any rules they just bent to her power yeah which ah, it's just if there was any question of whether or not she was a villain I feel like that. I feel like that's that's coding more on the villain side. Yeah, it maybe is, you're right. maybe she'll be redeemed, but I feel like we don't know her motivations then. We don't really know her motivations now, other than just seemingly some jealousy over Wanda's power, Wanda's yeah, and- ability to be able to do all of this with just no no real knowledge of of how it is the she arcane. Did it. And right. she mentions too, like when. She's questioning Wanda about how she did it. She's mentioning how these specific skills that she needs to basically make this thing that Wanda has created took her years of study and practice. Right. She's been she's been at it for 
three or four hundred years and she's showing us these are the things that I have mastered in my time of study with this book, with this this growth that I have had to work at. And you just come in and you do it all on your own with no regard to the knowledge that I've had to assume. Yeah, and exactly, because when we get to that first flashback and she's saying a baby witch, it's basically like Wanda's had all of these powers and she doesn't have any training, so she just instinctually knows how to use them, which is interesting. And we get confirmation that Agatha had nothing to do with the creation of the Hex. She sensed this happening. She sensed this magic happening and she was drawn to it, which is kind of interesting. Which is super interesting because the song... Is all it's talking about who's been messing up everything, right? It's been Agatha all along. It keeps saying it's been Agatha all along, but it's not saying that Agatha has done this thing. She's just continuously messing up whatever Wanda has done. Mm-hmm. Why? Because she wants answers. So it's just interesting. It's it's interesting. And then there's a specific line in the song that says, "It's too late to fix anything now." Oh, wait, it's too late to fix anything. Now that everything has gone wrong, it's been Agatha, naughty Agatha. It's been Agatha all along. Hmm. So what does that mean now that everything has gone wrong? Because I'm wondering, like I, I think back to that moment when Norm is woken up and he's acting like he's in so much pain. And I saw, you know, someone on the interwebs point out that it seems like all of the people that Wanda is influencing were grieving in some way and this is like helping them cope with their grief or taking them away from their grief or changing something. And I don't know how the per- the person who posted this knew this, so I don't really know if this holds true, but it seemed like the guy who yeah. was putting up the piano sign like ends up playing the piano and then the woman who ends up being the wife had like lost her husband. I feel so like I there were some I feel like there were some reads on that that I wasn't really seeing, but there mm. was a dismay or a a darker color around the town but also if you're doing things that are not your control you know there is some kind of pain yeah speaking of doing things that are not your control fiatro fiatro confirmation i knew it all along that is not days of future past pietro that is not the fox x-men pietro but just like why did it have to be him Like, why couldn't it have been just any other actor that they make you think it's like, oh, you're not my brother. Oh, well, I look different because whatever. Like, why did they have to choose him? Because at least there's some fan connection and people would get excited about it. Yeah, but then there's crazy people like me who... Well, Disney was not banking on there being that many people like you. Well, guess what, Disney? There are. To go back for a second. So Agatha sensed the magic. Mm Mm-hmm. Do we think that she's the only magic being that had sensed what's going on? No. Right. So, Stephen, where you at? Stephen? Doctor. Oh. <laughs> Sorry, we're on a first name basis. My bad. Dr. Stephen Strange. I mean, I think Dottie has, I know that it's like, um, oh, she's not very prominent in the show. So, like, maybe she's not super involved. But I do think that she has some knowledge of of a greater thing happening just because of the way that she doesn't react when the radio goes awry and the way that she perked up specifically i saw someone post something about the color of everyone's flowers and how 
uh, Wanda's flowers are pink and red and Agatha's flowers are purple. And when we see Dottie perk up, she has yellow yellow flowers and she's like touching them. And then the flowers are in the end credits. So maybe flowers signify magic. Yeah, maybe. You know, yellow magic is Sorcerer Supreme, Mm. Doctor Strange. Is Dottie Doctor Strange? (laughs) There was someone that was trying to make a connection that she was Clea, which is a... Oh, yeah. Yeah. I, I don't know. I I still think that she's got more to her story because we don't see her at all in any of the previously on episode. Mm. The other thing I want to point out was the hair. So Agatha plucks the hair of Wanda to use as this... Memory. Can I just tell you all I thought about in that moment was the pensive in Harry Potter and like Dumbledore just like pulling memories out of people's brains with his wand. Or the fates. Oh, yeah, the fates. <gasps> and the fates are three witches and the brooch has three mm-hmm. images on it. Mm-hmm. <gasps> oh, snap. Yeah. So they go through this tiered origin story and we get so much backstory on Wanda. We so see her Wait, original. Before you go there, I just want to say in speaking of origin story, there's got to be some telling in the next episode, maybe of what exactly it is that Agatha, like what kind of dark magic does she know that she's not supposed to know? Or you think they're not going to tell us anything else? That was just like a nugget to say she knows things. She, she's she's a very powerful dark witch. Yeah, I don't know where she's pulling her magic from. I don't think we're going to get confirmation that it's Dormammu. Now that that, that there's some indication that it's leading to Chathan, mm. there's there's a bigger magical being somewhere or at least a, a source of magical power that's being pulled from. But I don't know I don't how much we're going to... I don't think we're going to get... the line yeah, thread of the story. I, think I don't it's think it's going to be resolved in this story. It's going to potentially be led off of into something else. And you have to also remember that there are things that they put in the MCU. Just to mess with you. Well, yeah, just to mess with you, mess with you. But also like, let's say that her power is coming from Dormammu or it is coming from Chthon or it's coming as if that's even how you say it or it's coming from any of those beings. That might just be there enough so that comic fans know that reference, but Mm -hmm. it's not going to be pulled out into the story. Right. Because that was the exact thing that I was thinking when Pietro was there. It It's what they're saying and what they're not saying. Mm-hmm. They're not saying that this is Fox X-Men Pietro. They are saying that he is playing your brother in this, you know. And like, it's also interesting because she does bring up the fact that she couldn't get Pietro's body because it was on another continent. And full of holes. And full of holes. But she could take this other body so I wonder if they, if it is just like, a, oh, she just plucked him from this other universe and used him. Or if she did something like Wanda does in the end and just manifested a body. Yeah, I'm not sure. Maybe but we'll like, get some more. Not that it's going to tie into the universe at all, but that's just like the explanation of yeah. how it makes sense. Like the behind the scenes explanation. I would hope that we get some more explanation on that. Yeah. I just feel like it's too much of a loose end. Especially since they showed him in that after credit scene in the last episode. Snooper's going to snoop, right? Snooper's going to snoop. Where's Monica been? Right. The whole episode. Yeah. So we're in this origin story, the uh, back in Sokovia. Yeah. And we get to meet. TV night. Yeah. TV night with Mama and Papa. And just the heartbreaking traditional Sokovian greeting, right? Yeah. <laughs> uh, 
And, and the use of a probability hex. So that's what's brought out by the end of this memory is that the bomb didn't go off, not because it was defective, but because Wanda had used a low level or a, a baby witch's probability hex, which is kind of connecting to her level of power in the comics initially mm -hmm. when she was first introduced. Little hexes of probability. She would use her ways to, to alter the odds in her favor or alter the odds of others against her favor. The odds are always in her favor. Mm. Yeah, that's interesting. And it's it's a huge moment for just like Marvel fans in general because whether they're saying that she's a mutant or whether they're saying that she's a witch, whatever it is, they're saying that she's had her powers the entire time. Her and powers. that the stone just and the scepter just enhanced. Yeah. So and there's, did not give her those powers. I I don't think that they're saying that she's a mutant, but she has power beyond what's given to her by the Mind Stone. But what's interesting in you saying that is, do you think that, because it seems that everyone else that was exper did the experiments with the Scepter, they died. But her and Pietro both lived. So if she just happened to be a witch, how is it that it didn't kill him? Maybe her love, maybe her emotional connection to him. Maybe. You know, maybe there was something within her connection to the Mind Stone that was preventing harm to him. I don't mm. know. Speculative. Yeah. So we're talking about that Hydra Mind Stone scene, the next trip down memory lane. And we get this vision in the stone. The stone opens up oh to her. Oh my God. Yes, the costume. So is this the future? Is this an alternate reality? Is this another Scarlet Witch? Mm, interesting. Because... I think it has to be the, f I think it's the future. The far future then, because that's way before she even has her, her right. power. Or but, okay, so so we've been talking a lot about Age of Ultron, right? Because it's that's the suggestion that comes up. And I don't know if we mentioned this in our last WandaVision episode. I think we did, that it really would make more sense for the MCU to tie it to something that's already ex in existence in the MCU timelines in the MCU universe, right? The MCU universe. It's like ATM machine. Okay. So if it is, and and we went back and forth the other night about, you know, how it was Wanda all along, right? So Wanda's giving these visions to people in Age of Ultron and so if there is some connection to her and the the events that take place, and I think you also said something about Doctor Strange and him seeing all of these other... 14 million. Yeah, the other options. Like maybe he knew that this this timeline or this strain of time where Wanda has affected these things to happen, this aftermath of what happens after. I always thought that... Doctor Strange saw in in it that he had to give the stone to Thanos so that then Tony would get the stones back in that way and then Tony would be the one to, you know, reverse the, the to kill Thanos with the snap or whatever. I thought it was tied to that, but maybe it has something to do with this connection to her becoming the Scarlet Witch. Like maybe that's what Doctor Strange saw and he saw that he had to make all of these things he had to choose that path so that all of these things would happen in this succession, the Mind Stone being part of Vision, who is the center of Wanda's grief, and that eventually leading to her becoming like the Scarlet Witch. Potentially, because everything that she predicted or everything that she influenced has come to pass, right? Mm -hmm. Even down to Cap's broken yep. shield. And Cap coming back to dance with Peggy. You know, like Yes, to, 
Right. Everyone, exactly. every one of the visions that she pulled or that she planted in everyone's mind in Age of Ultron has come to happen. Has happened. It's amazing. So, and I, I bring up the alternate reality or could potentially be her real mother because that's something that is in the stories. That's a real mother. Magneto better be a real father, even though he's that's not. Give not, it up, Alicia. Yeah, please. <laughs> Ever. So Scarlet Witch. Until Marvel makes me. Scarlet Witch isn't the first Scarlet Witch. It's a family title that's been passed down, established in a a fairly recent Scarlet Witch series from 2017. But her mother was the Scarlet Witch, her her legitimate mother, Natalia Maximoff. And I feel like if the retcon was that she is not a mutant, and then they came out with this other backstory in comic form, it makes sense. For them to then pull from that backstory. Because they're pulling from all over. Right. But then to then it, it makes more sense for them to pull from something that's more recent and ties in with the narrative that's already existing than it does for them to change it again. Yes. I don't think they're going to change it again. I would love it to be, but I don't think it's going to happen. I don't know that they're going to pull directly from something that recent, but the idea that you're the Scarlet Witch, you know, this this title amongst witches is an interesting concept. And we go, wait, so is there anything else we want to say? I mean, obviously in movie night or TV night, we see the reference to all the TV shows and how all of those tie in. And then we go to the Hydra lab and we talked about the stone and the vision of the stone. Well, I mean, after oh. that, that vision happens, right, the glitching of yeah, the, the, the that's film. that's I was just going to say. Right, so she's already displaying this power over what is being recorded, what is being seen. Yeah, and that's so interesting because that's an actual recording. Like, even though it's the same frequency or sort of like waves, TV waves, whatever it is, she's C-N-D-R. already displaying the ability to alter that and the ability potentially to alter that without knowing that she's altering it. Mm. But so now we can move on to the next place. To the Avengers compound. What is grief but love persevering? Oh my God. Stab me in the heart Come right on. now. You're going to make me cry. And I feel like, all right, so I'm going to I'm gonna jump from where we're talking about in the episode. I feel like to, to have such a powerhouse line about Vision, this somewhat robotic character, this synthesoid character, and his understanding of compassion and emotion, and then to give us that stinger scene of the white vision, who is an emotionless, devoid of connection. Mm -hmm. Like That's just setting us up for that parallel. The fact that we're going to get this killing machine that's void of... Yeah. Yeah. And just like, just that whole scene, you know, it's interesting. One, going back and rewatching Age of Ultron... And two, just realizing, you know, there's been a lot of talk about how WandaVision is an amazing show for so many reasons. But part of it is that this one, not only is it one character, but it's one female character that we're getting so much backstory for. And we're starting to understand her on a deeper level. And, you know, you you see that that scene when it flashes back and they're at the Avengers complex. And you have to really think about what happens in Age of Ultron and the fact that you see in the beginning or you hear in the beginning and we've seen in this first flashback scene the the trauma of her parents' death and then her and Pietro go and they're experimented on which is clearly not a pleasant situation, okay? And then they're dealing with all of that and the whole thing with Ultron happens and within the experience 
with Ultron, they're made out to be villains. They're realizing that Ultron is not what he seems. And then Wanda has this breakdown saying, oh my goodness, like this is all of our fault. Like this is, this whole thing is our fault. And then Pietro dies. But when you, and then the movie ends and then you see her again in the next movie and all this time has passed. Once you see that scene in the Avengers complex, you realize like just how much stress, de-stress, trauma, sadness, all of that is in Wanda in that moment. And if it wasn't for all of this buildup for us to really get to know her as a character, mm. I don't think we would feel as empathetic towards her as we do in that moment. Yeah, to really feel all the trauma, to really feel everything that she's gone through and how it's impacted her characterization over time. Right, because you just, I mean, it's an Age of Ultron is a movie and there's so much that needs to be told in that movie that you don't get a deep dive into who Wanda really is. Right. And so now we've been given this opportunity to get to know her. Peel back the layers. Yeah, it's very interesting. And our last vision, our last memory, we go to the S.W.O.R.D. facility. Oh, Hayward, you son of a... It's been Hayward all along, but he does not get a song. <laughs> Primarily because he's a dick. Oh, yeah, he's the worst. And he's very manipulative. Yeah, he's been pulling even, some strings all along. He's but been, even in that scene when he, you know, he calls down and he sees that she's still there. She's still asking about Vision's body. And, you know... It's sort of the mindset of when someone's doing something wrong, they automatically assume that everyone else is also doing that wrong. You know, I feel like that reference is used a lot with like cheaters assume that their partner is also cheating on them, that kind of idea. Hmm. That like Hayward is saying to her, well, you're going to use his body for evil. Like if we give you his body, like what are you going to do with it? And she's like, He's like, you'd bring him back. Not everybody has the ability to bring their soulmate back to life or back online. And then he corrects himself back to life. And she's like, what do you say? Like, I'm not going to do that. I can't do that. I feel like he's trying to get her to do it. Yeah, he's, because he's he triggering her because he wants it because he wants vision online. He wants the sentient weapon of the vision. Right. And it's cra- it's just crazy that you get in that moment. You're like, oh, my God. She like goes over to him, first of all, when she has her hand on his head and she's saying, I can't feel you. I just feel you. I just like, I can't. I can't. Right. So that's been a line that's that has happened in Infinity War and in Endgame. Yes. And then she just walks out. She just like very calmly walks out. So he's planted edited footage to get reaction from but Monica and the team. I don't team. think it's edited footage. I mean, it's edited in that it's cut. But I don't think it's doctored. Okay, so he he showed footage with the intent to influence action that did not actually happen. Right, but he only shows. I'm I'm pretty sure he only shows the part where she breaks the glass. You don't see her take Vision's body, but he is showing you this to make you, the viewer, and the sword agents believe this thing. One hundred percent. But I'm just saying, like, he didn't like falsely like add other footage of her stealing the body. But he's been manipulating not only her but the team around him. Yes. And then it's like, how many people is he really manipulating and how many people know what's up? Because that woman that he's with, he said, like, she's like, we're ready for launch. And all those people are like, we're ready for launch, sir. We're ready, blah, blah, blah. Like all that team that's working on this white vision, they all know. They all know that Rhonda didn't steal the body. Right. And they don't care. They don't care. Right. 
Care about what, though? I mean, they're, they're working the job. They're working for S.W.O.R.D. They're working for their director. I know, but if you're... I mean, they have to be in on it in some way because if you're in a briefing room and the director blatantly lies to half the people in the room and that like that doesn't sit right with you or that sits okay with you, that you're like, well, okay, he's just going to tell them she stole it. I think so. Yeah, I just it's just interesting to, to think about. Hmm. And so she leaves the facility without the sword facility with, uh, first of all, I love it when she's like, don't, he's like, I have to buzz you in. She's Don't like, bother. No, I got it. Well, and and the whole looking right at Hayward through the security mm, camera. So good. But so she leaves and then she has this paper on her car seat. Oh, that was passenger so. Passenger yeah. seat. <laughs> and then they she drives in. Now here's something. The people, the cops that they talk to, that Monica and Jimmy talk to, they yeah. say Westview doesn't exist. Right. So. Are they plants as well? Are they sword agents that are trying to, because, you yeah. know, Jimmy, Monica and Darcy are the outsiders. Everyone else could be potentially on Hayward's payroll. Yes. Especially because Jimmy's come, Jimmy and Darcy are coming in from different organizations and Monica hasn't been around. So it's like she, they show up and they're like, nah, nah, we live in Eastview. Westview's not real. But Wanda straight up drives right into Westview. And when she, you know, she's driving past all these people, we're recognizing faces, we're recognizing neighborhoods and houses. And then we get to that empty or that plot where there's just a foundation starting to be built. And you see the to grow old in V. It's just like another just stab in the heart. And I feel like all of this obviously is very intentional because they want to layer on the sadness because they want you to feel the sadness that Wanda's feeling. For sure. And she starts to use her chaos magic. Chaos magic. Which you got mad at me yesterday. I got so mad at you. I don't understand why. Because when they said chaos magic, as okay, as me, Alicia, who has, you know, limited knowledge of the comics, I didn't know that chaos magic was just like a regular old thing that all of Wanda's magic is chaos magic. Not, I was not all. Right. Right. So that's the that's the leveling up that she grows into over the comics. But I didn't know that it was like in the comics. I just thought, oh, yeah. like, okay, what? It, and, and I knew actually that's not true because that because TikTok people were like chaos magic. But I was just upset that when it happened, you didn't say like, yeah, so we wanted to get super powerful in the comics. She uses chaos magic because I just assume that you're inside my brain and you want to know, you know, all the things I want to know. Nope. But anyway, chaos magic is an extremely powerful type of magic that can manipulate, warp, and reconstruct reality and existence to the user's whims. And the fact that she's using this... What, what color is the reality stone? Uh, red. Red. Which is interesting because chaos magic is the ability to warp reality and that her magic is also red. Mm -hmm. So I wonder if there's like some connection to... The reality stone and her magic. I don't know. Maybe. But that's not been explored, at least now. And that, so chaos magic ties to Chathan, which we had talked about before, mm -hmm. referred to in the comics as the god of chaos. He is the being who wrote the Darkhold, which is the thing that everybody's thinking is that book containing the essence of his power over chaos magic. So if that is the Darkhold that Agatha has open on her table mm -hmm. as she throws that uh bug bird Cicada. to her bunny rabbit to eat which suspect I, I don't i don't know you know yeah it could be a witch's familiar sure mm -hmm. or it's probably something else 
Let's right. hope that it's something I mean, she else. talks to it. Like, she flat out talks she to it. She says us. Yeah. She says us. So that's like, hmm, what now? And I'll, I'll just, I don't want to go too deep onto Wondagore Mountain, but shout out to my Uncle Richie, who, after listening to our last week's episode, pulled out his copies of Avengers 185 to 187, the story of Wondagore Mountain, which is where Chathan was entombed after a previous story with a bunch of bunch of stories layers layers amazing but like what is that does that tie into the show at all or not, just like background it, I mean, information? it has not yet but it could be there somewhere so if it if there is a legitimate reason to go further into that explanation we will go there next week okay cool oh my god next week is the finale next Boy, week la, is la, the la, finale la. but before we get there we got that stinger Vision, white vision online, which, oh, hey. wait, can we talk about the kids first? Sure. So the fact that Agatha is like somehow muffling the sounds of the kids and pulling them out when she wants to, and then that she's using the kids as bait to get Wanda to do what she wants, and then you go to that last scene, and then Agatha just like, disappears herself to go outside, and then she's holding the kids with this magic, and talking to Wanda about basically telling Wanda she is a Scarlet Witch and the whole chaos magic thing. And then we go to the, we cut to the scene with Vision and we never know how that is resolved. Mm. And I know there's a lot of speculation about this idea that the, in the comics, the kids are not real mm-hmm. and they're just created within this world. And also, you know, we know now we saw Wanda create Vision. Mm-hmm. And since he is a, a basically a product of the Hex, it makes sense that he cannot leave the Hex mm-hmm. because he doesn't actually exist outside the Hex. But I have so many questions about Vision and how her magic changes to the color of the stone to like her magic is red but as she's creating vision all of her magic is yellow and so is she like giving up her connections to the stone like is she powerful enough on her own is she somehow tapping into just the magic of the stone to recreate vision because he was created with the stone in and is there is vision like vision doesn't have any memories of anything that happened outside of the hex because he, he, didn't exist. he didn't exist. However, he has the ability to question the hex and to go off and do things on his own. So he has so some independent he has thought. Some independent, independent entity of himself. So that's just intriguing to me of like how exactly that works. Wanda has not only influenced life, but she has created life, mm-hmm. and she's created her kids in a very not regular way, mm-hmm. and. Could that connect to what Agatha is trying to get her to do? Interesting. I do want to point out, so we're, we're talking about Vision, White Vision, West Coast Avengers, mm-hmm. which yes. is a lot of what this is now referencing. I feel like the creation of this White Vision does position Hayward to be that big bad. Totally. I, I'm not giving up completely on my Dormammu theory. I just, I doubt we're going to get the reveal in this last episode. I think that there is some darker magic, some darker being of magic in the background Mm -hmm. but we might not find out who well i definitely i mean there has to be in some way either it's that or either it's this idea that wanda can manipulate reality that is what ties into dr strange's new movie because there is a direct tie-in we know that i mean the direct tie-in could just be that dr strange senses this magical disturbance and and you know it, it doesn't right just trying to level set what could be and what isn't? The other thing that's interesting is I wonder if they're taking influence from this 
West Coast Avengers and somehow meshing that with another storyline. Oh, yeah. I mean, they've been doing that all along. They've been meshing storylines throughout Wanda and Vision's character Because stories. I think that he's going to be Ultron. Uh, yeah, I think so, too. Or at least have, you know, they were talking about in Age of Ultron, how he is the combination of, I think that actually might have been in Infinity War when he's talking about him being this conglomerate of mm-hmm. Jarvis and Ultron and Tony and, and Bruce and the Mind Stone. And if you take the Mind Stone out, there could still be part of Ultron's programming inside this robot body, it this synthesoid body. though, too, because you do see in Age of Ultron that there are moments when Vision sort of, the Jarvis part of Vision sort of recodes over some of the Ultron part. Right. And you see that, but then also in Age of Ultron, you see Ultron do that to Vision in the beginning, but some part of Vision is still in existence Dormant. somewhere. So Could have learned, could have adapted from what was happening to him. Yeah. So I think we're going to get a big bad fight scene. Between the two visions? Yeah. Between the family and the white vision. And Monica's going to be on their side? Hopefully. I mean, there was a promo image of the family of four together, kind of battle ready. And I feel like they're facing off against either vision, potentially Agatha. I'm not sure how. I feel like Agatha's going to be on Wanda's side, even though she's up to no good. On her side for what, though? She's she wants She wants Wanda to accomplish something. For right. her. Right. And I think that if she te- if she's the team up, and this is literally just coming into my brain right now, but if she, if she helps Wanda defeat her demons, then maybe that gives Wanda... Forgiveness the, that the, you manipulated bit, like, things? The want to then help Agatha in return. And what if the tie-in in Multiverse of Madness is that Agatha... What if Agatha's actually in Multiverse of Madness? What if the reason that Scarlet Witch is in it is because she has now taught Agatha how to do these things and Agatha's the one who starts manipulating time? But she doesn't know how to do these things. She's just doing them instinctually. So how is she going to teach Agatha how to do those things? I don't know. I have no valid answer for that. Okay. I'm just, I'm just, that's why I'm saying this is just Wild theorization. This is just coming to me right now. Is that like maybe that's... Because... Because exactly what you're saying, like there's a lot of there's a lot of loose threads kind of like blowing around and we only have one episode. And so it seems unlikely that they're all going to get tied up neatly at the end of this. Yeah, they won't. They won't. They'll definitely be cliff- cliffhangers or unanswered questions that they can answer in other movies or other TV shows. But there definitely seems to me to be kind of two two big driving things like what's going on with Agatha slash Fiatro. And what's going on with White Vision slash potentially Ultron slash Hayward. Those two things. And then there's just the happenstance that Monica is in existence and Monica gets her powers. So where does she tie into all of that? And I just don't think both of those things are going to be answered. Like I think one might get an answer and the other one will be left open for future exploration. Do you think Red Vision walks away from this show? I just don't understand how he could. Yeah, I don't don't think he does at all. I, I think he dies, and I feel like it. It that breaks Wanda and destroys her. But here's the thing: if if Vision, if Red Vision doesn't walk away from the show, then neither do the kids. And I know that, like, I just don't. How can they be fabricated in in this pair in this universe? How could she fabricate the kids and fabricate Vision, and Vision can't go on, but the kids can't? 
I don't think the kids will go on. No, that okay, yeah. great. That's what I'm. I'm just saying. Yeah, like, yeah. I don't think if Vision somehow makes it out, then I could see the kids making it out. But if he's not going to make it out, they're not going to make it out. Yeah. The only way that I could see real. the only way that I could see Red Vision or some combination of is if there is a melding of White Vision and Red Vision. Mm. You know, White Vision actually has a corporal form that can leave beyond the hex. And Wanda like alters, puts her vision in that vision's body. And then Hayward is like, dag nabbit, I've been thwarted again. Also, hey, big question for Hayward and Sword. What is that magic microwave that you use to channel off the magic energy and put that onto vision? They just had like this. I feel like I've seen that before in like a similar structure where they had the the scepter or the Tesseract was in something like that. Okay, yeah, maybe. There's also, But that was from an energy source creating energy rather than something that just had some had ambient, energy on it. ambient energy on it. Yeah, know? this may be one of those moments where we just have to believe it. It still has Wanda's energy on it, so they could just siphon that siphon energy that off. off somehow. Doesn't make any I sense. think it's one of those moments where we just have to, we Suspension have to believe Suspension of disbelief. Suspend your disbelief. Jump in the musical theater train. Okay, so the other thing is Vision's body in general, just being at sword, right? Why would the Avengers let that happen at the end of Infinity War? They're in Wakanda. So how does it get to sword? How does it get to sword and how does it take them five years to then still be chopping apart Vision? Because none of those people that were operating on Vision's body blipped. Well, he said, Hayward said at one point, we've taken this thing apart and put it back together so many times. Hmm. He says that when they're like about to boot up White Vision. So that to me is like maybe that wasn't the first time. It just felt like a really sloppy handsaw, like we're going to chop through all these parts and then just make believe that it all goes back together nice and neat. Yeah. And so, well, what I'm thinking is, is there someone that was working with S.W.O.R.D. at some point who the Avengers would trust with Vision's body? Like the doctor from Age of Ultron. Yeah. Who created Vision, right? She has that technology. And it, like, the pod thing looks similar to the pod, like the thing that you were talking about that they put the missile in or the um, the drone. Mm-hmm. That looks similar to the technology that she uses to build Vision in the first place. So maybe she's somehow connected to Sword. It just doesn't make sense how they have his body. Because, well, at this point, is S.H.I.E.L.D. no longer a thing? I believe so, yes. So it's not like, so the Avengers can't give the body, give Vision's body to S.H.I.E.L.D. But why wouldn't they just take it back to the Avengers compound? Like, how did Sword get it? That's just my question. I don't know. Who trusted them? Scrolls. 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 It's all the scrolls. Hey, so we only got one episode left of WandaVision. And it's very sad. We're going to be crying emotionally and crying mentally after that episode <laughs> because we're not going to get all the answers we want. All of our wild theories aren't going to pan out how we want them. But it's fun to theorize. It's fun to think. It's fun to talk about. So, and I will say I'm in a much better place than I was before about accepting theories not being... You know, we, we not diving too, too deep into the, them. The episode, we actively talk about over-theorizing and diving in and reading between too many lines, and then we proceed to do all of those things right. <laughs> throughout Literally, the episode. Literally, like, we, we're 
Last week, we're talking about, okay, now I'm not going to dive in deep. We finish recording. I go on TikTok, WandaVision TikTok, and I am lost Boom. in WandaVision TikTok. And I was like, you said you weren't going to do this. But I think for me, the the flashbacks, it was so helpful. It was so eye-opening. And then just like- It was also really satisfying for her story, you know? Yes. And, and absolutely, she deserves an Emmy. Oh my, she deserves an Oscar. I said that the other day. Yeah, but that's for movies. Yeah, but it just feels like a higher caliber. It is. Just give her an EGOT. Give her all the awards. What? Just give her all the awards. You're going to give her a Tony for... Yeah, for for maybe she'll sing in one of the theme songs. (laughs) Maybe Agatha. Yeah. Well, yeah, there's so much to unpack and so much to hope for, but also everybody just remember that the writers wrote this long before we started our crazy theories. And so we can't get too upset if what we want to happen isn't what happens because we, the MCU will pay us back with greatness at some point. We are owed nothing. Yeah, they don't owe us anything. Until next time, old friend. Charles, give me an answer. Thanks so much for joining us today on the X Wife Podcast. Be sure to leave us a review and tell your friends. The Ex-Wife Podcast is produced in Providence, Rhode Island by Alicia and Justin. Our music is by Quan.